What's going on, comic book movie fans? My name is Jonathan. This is Tim. This is Dan. We're here today to discuss DC's new slate, as brought to us by James Gunn. The almighty James Gunn to some, and to some, the despicable James Gunn. <laughs> I will say, with that being said, I will say that I like James Gunn a lot as a creator, as a writer, as a director. I think that he has a brilliant mind. When I see this slate, uh, some of the projects give me a little pause, especially announcing these projects in the first half of their first phase, basically. But it's bold, and let's get right into it. Let's let's see which we, what we think about each one of them. So obviously, we still have the Shazam movie, the Flash movie, Blue Beetle, and Aquaman allegedly all coming out before this year is over, which I find very interesting because the year... We're already almost in March, and we still have four additional DC films coming out that were part of that old regime. Are you guys excited about any of these other than Flash, or are you excited about Flash? I'm stoked for Flash. Let me rephrase. I'm stoked for Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for Michael Keaton Batman to be back. That is my Batman. I was born in 1979. <laughs> You know, so when 87 came out, I was right there in the target audience. That is part of why I am a comic book nerd. You know what I'm saying? Just, you know, I'm Batman. That is deep in my nerd DNA. If there's like 10 minutes of Flash in the movie and the rest of it is Michael Keaton as Batman, <laughs> I will be excited. I will be so excited. I think it's going to be more than just a glorified cameo for sure. Yeah, I feel like just that trailer gave me the vibe that he's going to be in it quite a bit. That's the only thing that has me excited for the movie. I didn't like Justice League, which is where we met this Flash. He seemed okay as Flash, but like he seems like such a garbage person, the actor, that that kind of gives you like a lot of pause. Going I wasn't going to say it, but yeah, I'm kidnapping, assault, you're beating up people at karaoke bars. Young children? Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just really, really bad. And if Michael Keaton was, wasn't there, I, I don't know that I would be there, but you, you also got Ben Affleck. I mean, this kind of has yeah. like a No Way Home feel, which has me really excited. I love that kind of stuff. Guys, yeah. I just take that kind of stuff and I just hop, 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 <laughs> I just eat it up for lunch. I love it. Oh, I, yeah. Some people like Tim don't like the multiverse concept, but let me tell you. Hey, I don't care. The next Avengers movie, I want to see the, the Fantastic Four from the 2005 movie. I want to see Chris Evans flying as the Human Torch alongside Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr., I want to see Hugh Jackman come back as Wolverine. Heck, I want to see the same guy that played Swamp Thing from the 1980s. I want to see <laughs> all of it. I want to see all of it. Let's yeah, play so old Lou Ferrigno and throw him out there. <laughs> One of the big things about multiversal storylines that does drive me crazy a little bit, particularly when we're talking about cinema, one of the things that drives me crazy is that basically what they do is they kind of interweave a lot of these former characters in not necessarily because it makes a lot of sense but because they know they'll get the nostalgia audience and i think that there's a there's a certain level of that that i can respect because they're just trying to sell tickets and then there's a certain level of that where it's just like oh come on but i will say that i don't know exactly if this is going to be its own standalone storyline if it's going to be based on flashpoint if there's going to be anything like that i don't know exactly what what's going on with that but i will say that i'm intrigued by this one which is more than i've been able to say for a dc film for a long time i did not see black adam oh i did see that terrible four hour long batman movie with pattinson i i you know and what? so so you didn't like I, the I, batman 
I will not go see the Batman. I I, I love Batman. That is not my Batman. I have yeah. seen enough and read enough. Yeah, I have no okay. interest. Hold up. Hold <laughs> up. Dan, you have got to go see that film. Dan. And Tim, oh, no. it is a star. You'll hate it, Dan. You'll hate it. I know you. You'll, you'll hate it, Dan. It's yeah. a great Batman film. I think that that's my second favorite Batman movie ever the, made. Okay. I read the director. Uh, his quote was like his touchstone, who his Batman is. He said, Batman is Kurt Cobain. And when I read that, I was like, this guy doesn't know who Batman is. He has no concept of Batman. Batman is not Kurt Cobain. Now, I know, I told you when I was born, I should love Kurt Cobain. I did not. I was the only guy at the high school that didn't <laughs> love Kurt Cobain. I was just like, they were all shocked when he killed himself. I was like, he's been telling you he's going to kill himself for like however long he's been famous now. He's very, very sad. Batman is sad. But more than sad, Batman is angry. Batman is more angry than sad. And if you don't understand... Kurt Cobain was angry. He was sad. He wanted hugs from his mommy. (laughs) He was screaming, but it was a cry screaming. He was crying more than screaming. So You're worse than my dad because my dad would be saying some dumb crap like, oh, I want to see Adam West come back as Batman. (laughs) No, no. Those are fun to watch. I still watch the whole Batman sometimes because they're funny. For DC films, I generally do not get excited. It takes a lot to get me excited for a DC film, even to get me to say I need to go see that one. It you, you know be a Batman I, fan, I, Tim. I saw a lot of these. I saw a lot of these films by accident, right? I saw Shazam by accident. I saw Suicide Squad by accident. I saw a lot of these without being excited about them. I will say this one. I'm intrigued. I will go see it in theaters. Shazam you know? was very good. I, I, I like Shazam. I wasn't a huge fan of the first Shazam. I thought it was okay. I'm kind of excited, I guess, about the second. I'm not really, I wouldn't use the word excited, but I'm at the point in life now where I feel obligated that I have to go see all these films anyway because I do this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have high hopes for Shazam 2. Blue Beetle, that's kind of a wild card. I don't know much about that character, so I'm intrigued just from the ignorance that I have towards the character. Uh, and Aquaman 2, I'm pretty excited about that. I love the first Aquaman movie. I thought it was a very unique, fun, adventure-type film. And, yeah, I like Jason Momoa. So, All of these movies, going to see these movies is like it's like watching a show that, that you've never watched. Like like I watched uh, Fire, Firefly, uh, the, the Joss Whedon. Yeah. 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 I, I didn't watch it when it was airing. And people always talk about how great it is, how great it is, but it got canceled. When you go in to watch something like that, you know that you're going to watch something that did not get completed the way that they wanted it to. You're setting yourself up for disappointment. So this whole slate of DC movies that they're going to basically dump, I feel like it makes sense that they are going to all be releases because they've got money invested. they got to recoup some of it. They're yeah. trying to dump them and clear the slate for the new stuff. So you're going in knowing that you're you're buying into a continuity that's been abandoned. We discussed this a little bit on Jonathan's uh, podcast about the multiverse. It it has the feel to me almost as if they're going to introduce the multiverse just as something that they can branch off of and go into a completely different direction. And I yeah. think that that's probably what that's probably what they're looking to do. And then they can just kind of dump those characters that nobody cared about and say, let's just go with let's go with this new storyline. Yeah, find something that catch lightning in a bottle and and boom, they can go with it. And hopefully they can replicate what Marvel did. If they're going to do it, that's probably the way to do it. So we'll see. 
15 minutes in, we haven't even touched James Gunn's slate yet. You <laughs> <laughs> got on a Batman thing, and we, you know. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm just messing with you guys. So we'll start off. Well, this is not really technically James Gunn's slate, but it is the first, like, 2024 film. Joker, Folly, Adieu with Harley Quinn, played by Lady Gaga. Joaquin Phoenix is coming back to play the Joker again. And some have said that this is a lot more like a musical than a typical superhero film. What are your guys' thoughts on that? Uh, you can't drag me to see that. I haven't seen the first Joker movie. I, I'm not going to. I mean, if I want to see a Martin Scorsese movie, I'll watch a Martin Scorsese movie, and it won't have the Joker in it, and that'll be okay. I've seen – they're very well made, and I can't imagine that they'd be better because you put the Joker in it. And I don't think a, a movie with the Joker could be made better by making a Martin Scorsese movie. I, villains are inherently, to me, uninteresting without the hero. Like yeah. they always say, a great hero is only as interesting as his villain. Who's Luke Skywalker without Darth Vader? Who's Batman without the Joker? But on the flip side of that coin, who's the Joker without Batman? He's just a psychopath with a grin. He's not. Yeah. If Batman's not there, the Joker's not interesting to me. And I'll take that up a notch and say that I think a Vader film would be freaking phenomenal because at least we could watch him go around the galaxy and rape people like he did in Rogue One. Yeah. But here with the Joker, it's like a real-world take on a person with mental disorder, and it was just tough to watch. It, it really was. It's, it's a film that I have not went back to go see again. The performance was great. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker was freaking phenomenal, but not having that Batman to play off of, like you're referencing, Dan, yeah. it just made it tough to watch. Yeah, you got to have uh, Batman come in there and whoop his butt, man. Yeah. <laughs> standalone, standalone villain films to me are just not there. I always say there needs to be a subtitle underneath these films. Joker not fighting Batman. That's what it needs to be. <laughs> and, and you know. Just like but the Venom, Venom, not fighting Spider-Man. Just yeah, so you're aware. I mean, Spider-Man was using it's a, it's a total waste of time for me. I'm with Dan. Joaquin Phoenix is great. He's done a lot of stuff that I like, but I know I will hate the film. There's no reason for me to pay money to go see it. I'll wait until it's on streaming for free. That's when I'll see it. Even then, it's gonna be. It's gonna have to be when I have time to dedicate to something that I know I'm not gonna like. So um, <laughs> it'll be a while before I see it. Now yeah. that you mentioned that, I'm gonna ask you to do the review after it comes out. The <laughs> oh, buddy, <laughs> buddy. No. That'll be that'll be fun like a colonoscopy right there. Let me tell you. So I didn't know there was a demand for this. Apparently there is, but a Constantine two starring Keanu Reeves. Really? I'll say this, guys. I didn't like the first Constantine. Did you guys like that film? And didn't they have a TV series I, or something? I didn't. There was I did not see it. Yeah, I did they not. had a TV series. I thought it was going to kind of branch off of that. I didn't realize yeah. they were bringing Keanu Reeves back. Yeah, that was uh, like five or six. Constantine was in. Um, wasn't he in the Arrowverse for a while? He was. Yeah, the, uh, the, the, what are you, the Legends of Tomorrow. He was in that. But the, the Keanu thing, that was that was a bomb. I, I don't the, Nobody went and saw the first one. You know, I, I never did. It was in theaters for, what, a week? Maybe two? <laughs> Apparently there's this cult following that loved that original film now. But like I said, I never was into it. So that's coming out 2024. We also have two other features. So we have an animated feature, Creature Commandos. Ooh, but James Gunn is writing it. He's writing it, directing it. And then you have the Waller HBO Max series that's coming out in 2024 as well. Focusing on Amanda Waller. This is kind of an in-betweenquel, I think, between the, the uh, Suicide Squad 
and the Peacemaker, if I'm not mistaken, maybe, maybe, you know what? It might be after Peacemaker season one going into Peacemaker season two. I think that's actually what it is. I love, I'll say this. I love the Suicide Squad that came out a year or two ago, and I love Peacemaker. So those are both James Gunn projects. And I don't know if you guys have seen them yet or not, but I love John Cena, but I have not seen Peacemaker. I I I haven't seen Peacemaker. I look forward to it though. I I haven't I haven't watched it yet either. That's a that's a show like I I have to plan my TV viewing along with which part of the family is home, and uh, that yeah that's a tough one to watch with the kids running around. Yeah, well, see, my kids are, are college age. My son would watch that with me. But my wife and my daughter would have no interest. They, they, they I mean, it's, it's a little too ultraviolet. It's a little gory. That, that's not up in there. But it is in his alley. So yeah. I have to. Well, he's in, definitely yeah. into an Expendables movie. I'll just say that. Yeah, but I did see the movie, the The Suicide Squad. I did enjoy that quite. That was a lot better than oh, the other one. Head and yeah. shoulders, knees and toes, better. Yeah, uh, that, that's a great. It's a. It's the soft reboot that you can do. And it shows you where maybe this is a sequel to the other one, and maybe it's not. Mm-hmm. If you saw the other one and want to think it is, then you can. Yeah. But yep. if you never ever saw it, it you didn't lose anything. Yeah. You know, and if you didn't like it and you want to decide that it isn't a sequel, it's kind of like they Hulk. did the same thing with Hulk and Incredible yeah. Hulk. Yeah. Even though Incredible Hulk is a the second MCU movie. They left it vague enough that if you like that Ang Lee piece of garbage, you could decide that it's a sequel. You can put that in an MCU if you want to, if you if you are so inclined. Uh, I think the MCU is a lot better off without. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So let's get into the. This is the more fun projects. Now we have the Superman Legacy that comes out in 2025, without Henry Cavill, guys. Without my 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 Henry Cavill there, it hurts me that he's not going to be in that feature. Look, that film was very divided. It was 50-50, I think, with critics, 50-50 with the fan base. I love Man of Steel. And the fact that Henry's not coming back hurts my heart. But like I said earlier when I started this video off, I trust in James Gunn. He wants to have a younger Superman here. So let's see what he does. What do you guys think? I personally like Man of Steel myself as a standalone film. I don't like it weaving with the rest of the DCEU. And the reason is because it kind of set the tone that everything in the DCEU is going to be dark. And that's where but thing, there was no balance. But there was no that, balance in the DCEU that, be, because that's how they kicked it off. As a standalone film, I like it in the in the full full breadth of the DCEU. It it just was it just was more dark noise. That's all it was. I like Cavill. Okay. I, I will tell you that that was the only good thing. I hate it, Man of Steel. I want to see a Superman movie. I don't think they've made a Superman movie in about 30, 40 years. Superman was not in that movie. There was some other character dressed like Superman. He wore the suit. He had the name. That was not Superman. One of the key reasons that Justice League did not work is because it was that Superman. Exactly. You you spent all this time mourning this great altruistic hero and the audience is expected to ride along with that just based on the pop culture reference of Superman. It has nothing to do with the character of Superman that was established in that universe. That Superman was not a shining beacon of hope. He was not an altruistic superhero. He was not uh, aspirational. He He wasn't established long enough. He did the best that he could given the circumstances that he was thrust into in that film. He was in a he was in between a rock and a hard place. It was his first day as Superman, 
and he's got to fight not one, not two, but three or more Kryptonians. I think that he did the best he possibly could. And there you are. You're trying everything within yourself to restrain this Zod. And this Zod's basically telling you, if you don't kill me right now, I'm going to zap these people, these innocent people that are trying to get away. And he did what he thought he had to do. You know, the film was a very real-world take on this character. Sure, it wasn't happy-go-lucky like the Christopher Reeves films, which I grew up on. But at the end of the day, a modern audience isn't going to buy into that. But with all that being said, James Gunn did make the comments about this Superman film, which this might make you guys very happy. He said that this is about a Superman. He lives in a society where kindness is old-fashioned, and he is... Uh, what what's the word that James Gunn used here? You know, he is uh, virtue. He is goodness in a in a time when goodness is old fashioned. So maybe there's hope there for you, Mr. Dan. I think you can get an audience to buy into it because I think we just saw it with Captain America. Uh, the world around him in the second two Captain America movies is this world. That Captain America was always true. He was always uh, straight and narrow. He was very milk toast, white bread. And people like the character. They bought into it. They loved him. And, and Superman is even more so than that because Captain America is a soldier. And, and, and his line is, is he'll do things a little bit more great than Superman will. But when you have the power that Superman has, you have to draw the line a little bit more clearly because he has the power to do anything he wants to do, really. Yeah. So, so yeah. when the lines get hazy, he has to stay on one side or the other because that, that's a big slippery slope to fall down. And, and But even... That kind of discussion is not what I want to see out of a Superman movie. Superman is truth. You don't even, you would never even imagine that Superman would go the wrong way because he's Superman. And they did say in this, uh, this piece, James Gunn used this word, these words verbatim. He is truth, justice, and the American way. I can't believe he didn't get oh, yeah. after saying that. Way to go. I mean, that's not American that's, anymore. America sucks, man. Yeah. Well, you hate America. Otherwise, you're, yeah. you're, uh, a bigot. Yeah. But no. <laughs> we are going to get Batman, the, the Batman part two. So I'm sure both you guys are really excited about that. That's coming out in 2025. <laughs> also, we're getting a lantern show featuring Hal Jordan, John Stewart. John Stewart. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That is the best option because John Stewart is well established. He has been in a lot of pivotal storylines. He's a well respected character. Yeah. He's firmly entrenched in the Justice League. He's probably second only to Hal Jordan and Green Lanterns that people like. Yeah. And there's a whole host of Green Lanterns. You got your uh, Kyle, what, Rainer, Rainer. And then you got your Guy Gardeners and all that. You know. Yeah. So, so, uh, no. but, but when they shoehorn Cyclops into Justice League, that's another, or, uh, not Cyclops, Cyborg into Justice yeah. League. That's another reason it didn't work because he's a Teen Titan. Yeah. He shouldn't even be in the Justice League. You should have went with, but they didn't go with the Green Lantern because of the Green Lantern movie. And yeah, and that was having stain on the memory of a lot of fans. But yeah, yeah. What's interesting to me is how they have both Green Lanterns in the show, and it's going to be. They were saying that it's akin to a true detective type show, so that's really intriguing. That's a great show. I'm excited to see what they do with that. Then we have Paradise Lost. Uh, this is a DC DCU. It's HBO Max series. It's like a prequel to Wonder Woman talking about the origins of Themyscira. When I hear the concept for this show, I just all I can hear and see is this is going to be super woke. <laughs> so, yeah, 
All you know, like you have the the, the Themyscira, the origins of Themyscira. I'm not sure, and maybe that's just because I'm a straight white male. I don't know, but I'm yeah. not interested in the origins of Themyscira. I'm not interested in what you know Themyscira was like before Wonder Woman was there. Diana Prince. I that's what I'm interested in. The same concept with you know Krypton or even Gotham. Even though the show Gotham was kind of okay, I don't really care about these cities or these places that our heroes inhabit. I care about them enough, but I don't want to see an origin story about them. I feel that's like that's too really, far really pre. <laughs> it's too far pre for your prequel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like too you're much. in ancient Greece now. I mean, yeah. I mean, what, how what, are you going to tie this into a modern story? <laughs> what ended up happening with Gotham when they did this was it just turned into a mob show and they realized they had to insert superhero stuff or we were all going to get bored. So that's what they did. And it felt very forced. If you have an origin story about a place, just know that places without superheroes are boring. And sooner or later, if you introduce that, if you introduce that idea or that concept, um, it's just like you said, Jonathan, I, I think the only reason we're all interested in that is to kind of see maybe the origins behind the Diana Prince story that we don't know. But quite frankly, uh, the Diana Prince story that I need to know, I've already seen. So yeah, I don't know beyond that. Yeah, I mean, the, the Themyscira, you're going to get super-powered beings, but they're going to be Greek but gods. they're all going to be super-powered, so it doesn't matter. You know what it's I mean? So, it's so tangentially connected to the DC universe that you feel like, I mean, it could be, it wouldn't even, you could make a show about the history of Themyscira, it, you wouldn't have to have the intellectual property of yeah. DC. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it's all public domain. That's like, like we're going to do a Thor prequel and it's all going to be about Odin and how he got tied to that tree that one time and yeah. whipped yeah, into it and either. lost it. <laughs> you know, it's like, you don't got to pay Marvel for Thor money to make an Odin movie, <laughs> you know? What about The Authority? Do you guys know anything about The Authority and are you excited to see this project? They're, they're very akin to the Justice League in a lot of ways. There's a character that's very similar to Superman. There's a character that's very similar to Batman. They are a gay couple in the comics. Uh, this comic debuted in 1999, if I'm not mistaken. But other than that, some people say that it was kind of like the gateway drug for shows and comics like The Boys that were very gritty and violent and things like that. So that's another one like this and, you know, Paradise Lost, The Creature Commandos. Some of these are very interesting and odd choices to start off the first half of your first phase yeah marvel kind of made this mistake too a little bit by picking some some more recent things that they've done things that were introduced recently for instance i believe i believe ms marvel ms marvel instance, yeah was only introduced as a standalone comic in 2013 or something Photon, I mean, you know, really new character as well this is something that i think a, a lot of places are doing not not just dc but if you're doing something that's that's fairly a fairly recent and fairly new just know that there are people that are still clamoring for classic material that hasn't been made yet we still haven't got a lot of good things from dc that we're anticipating and this is the direction you're going to go it's kind of an interesting choice i don't know much about the storyline itself because Quite frankly, I was off of DC Comics by the late 90s, so I'm not very overwhelmingly familiar with the source. I mean, if it's James Gunn and and they end up having relative success with this new DC universe, I'll probably see it. It just depends. Yeah, I think it's way too early for us to say, oh, I'm not going to go see yeah. that film yet. I mean, yeah. Yeah. i got several yeah. years. That's 2026. I think it be, that itch is already being scratched with the boys and stuff like that, though. I mean, it, they're vague. Somewhat. Uh, Invincible too. It's another like uh, ultra yeah. violent. 
Yeah, you, you get these characters and their 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 satires, their vague versions of the ones you're familiar with doing horrible things. And it started with Watchmen, I would say, which I mean that was published by DC, but the Watchmen were all uh, versions of Avengers. It was the way D- DC really liked that at the time. It was it was a way to poke at the competition, but but I I always enjoy it. But I, I don't know the public might start to get their fill of evil versions of some semi familiar characters. <laughs> How wild is it that we're going to get Batman, the Brave and the Bold in 2026 featuring the first live action Robin since 1997? And it's not going to be Dick Grayson. It's going to be Damian Wayne. And he called him a little, uh, he used a a phrase that I can't repeat on this show. He's a little assassin. (laughs) The version of Damian Wayne or the the Damian Wayne from the comics was like a murderer, right? You know, he he was raised... Something yeah, along the League lines, of Assassins. League of Assassins. So that's interesting to me. I think that that's going to be a cool dynamic to see on the big screen. It's going to also be cool to see how they pull that off. What I read about James Gunn is he's trying to do more of a whole. He's interested in doing the whole Bat family. Yeah, you know, like like and, and the comics have been like this for uh, since the '90s, even in the '80s. From the time that you brought on Jason Todd and you had two Robins. Now you've got this growing bat family and you keep adding characters to it. And I mean, we're, you know, 40, 50 years into that now. And it's very interesting to a comic nerd like me and you watch it. And now you've got Nightwing and you've got Jason Todd and you've got mm-hmm. Drake and you've got, you know, you have everybody has their favorite Robin and you've got the Damien. But I like James Gunn. I don't know how well he's going to sell the general general public of this version of Batman. The Batman with four or five surrogate sons and a surrogate daughter. That's the daughter of his good buddy, James Gordon. And if he could sell them, I mean, I'll, I'll line up and buy, I, I I think it's a cool version of Batman. I've been reading versions of that Batman stories about that Batman for years, but the general public looks at Batman as this solitary guy. You know, he, he fights alone and maybe with Robin, but mostly alone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then when you got three or four, because I, I think the idea is he's going to have Damien, but like, you know, Nightwing might be there. You Batgirl know, possibly. Bat, you know, so if you can sell the public on a Batman, it's got all these other Bat family people around him, more power to you. I think it would be very interesting. I don't know if the general public's ready. I, I agree with that. that. It's one thing when you do this with Ant-Man and you're just like, oh, we're going to go the Scott Lang direction instead of the Hank Pym direction. It's one thing when you do it with Ant-Man. But when you when we're talking about Batman. An iconic okay, character like you know, So is that not I mean, Bruce Wayne? Ba- Batman is my absolute favorite. So when we're talking oh, about whoa. Batman and we're talking about and we're talking about messing with something in the Batman storyline, that, so it's still, that's it's still Bruce Wayne, though, right? It, yeah, it, 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 but that oh, okay. doesn't matter. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm, well, I'm talking Robin, about whatever. When we're talking about the Batman storyline, okay? The Batman storyline. Everybody kind of has it in their mind what the Batman storyline is. I'm not saying that it needed to start out Dick Grayson because Dick Grayson hasn't been Robin for decades. I do think they probably are gonna regret going the direction, like Dan said, of the the full Bat family and doing something just a completely different direction from what even the most recent Batman fans are familiar with. We kind of all have it in our mind that Batman is a very solitary individual. He's all about justice and he has, you know, a little help from Robin and Alfred every now and then and a couple other people, but not not a whole family. So um, it's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's the general public I was talking about that's not not ready for I mean Tim could watch the no. Bat Family and Batman Six. 
Yeah. But he can't watch it in the first Batman movie. You that's have to, right there. You have to roll them on one at a time. Maybe mm-hmm. that's why it's the perfect time to introduce us to the Bat family like this because we've gotten so many films that was <laughs> just Batman, right? Yeah. We got it with Robert Pattinson. We got it with um, uh, Christian Bale. You know, we got it with Michael Keaton first. You know, all the Michael Keaton movies. And then when you, it, you need to see the pearls fall again. You <laughs> no, need to see the pearls hit the street. Yeah, these, that is the last thing again. I need to see. As a Batman right. fan, as a comic book movie fan, I do not want to see the pearls fall again. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> so, Booster Gold, and there have been some rumblings and rumors that they could possibly bring in Chris Pratt to play Booster Gold. That is a 110% rumor, but I would be very intrigued to see Booster Gold with Chris Pratt playing the role. It's a very intriguing character on paper. The concept is really cool. It's about a guy that's from the future, but he's a loser, and he comes to our time with all this cool technology, kind of like a Kang the Conqueror, but he's a loser. And he comes to this current timeline to do good and to be a hero. I'm excited about that. That's going to be a yeah. HBO Max series, not a movie, but I think it could be very good. I think anything with Chris Pratt has the potential, especially with he and James Gunn, they seem to be on the same page, but it's, it's kind of like the rock. It's just like, we know it'll sell tickets. If we put him in there, it doesn't matter how terrible the script is or how terrible the character is or how, that, how bad the special effects are. It'll, it'll sell tickets. I, I don't know um, if they get Chris Pratt. Cause I mean, it, it's star Lord with time travel. So, I mean, yeah. he's, he's playing <laughs> the same kind of, I think yeah. I'm great, but I'm kind of a loser guy a little on the nose to, to yeah on the nose but it sounds like a perfect james gunn project though really does well and don't forget guys james gunn now is the new kevin feige-esque figure for dc mm-hmm. so just because he's in that position doesn't mean he's directing all these movies i know you guys know that anyway but right he's behind these kind of like kevin feige's behind a lot of those films he will be directing some of these i think they're still trying to talk him into directing the mm-hmm. superman film whether or not that happens, we'll see. I would like to see that. I think that would be really cool. He's not directing all these movies. Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, a film that's coming out in 2027. This is the second to last project. And we'll go ahead and throw it out there. Swamp Thing. I want to say this, too, about Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing deserves a good movie. Yes, they he do does. Yeah. And there was a show that came out about three, four years ago, the Swamp Thing show on the DC Universe, before it merged into HBO Max and all that other stuff. That show was really freaking good. For whatever reason, they canceled it after one season. They kept the Doom Patrol show going. They kept the Titans show going. But in my mind, that that Swamp Thing show is better than both of those shows, especially mm-hmm. Titans. Titans is, ugh. Uh, but, yeah, I, I was I was it jumped the shark. I, it was always kind of a difficult take. <laughs> yeah, but it just—it's like they were in a hole and they grabbed shovels and kept going deeper. That show was like. It was middling and it kept getting worse. I had to stop. Yeah. Uh, it, by the time I got one, to a point, like you're saying, we got to a point, I think it was like right at the end of season one, going into season two. And we just got to a point where we looked at each other and we were like, why are we still watching this show? We could be watching <laughs> literally anything else. So, yeah. but yeah, Swamp cool. Thing deserves a great film. And Supergirl, hey, that's exciting. I don't care what you guys say. Like that, I was a fan now only because I'm a, I was a kid at the time. But that old Supergirl movie that came out in 84, 85, somewhere in there, when I was a kid, that was kind of cool to watch. And I still own that film on DVD. It's really hard to find on DVD, by the way. But if it's done well, color me excited. 
by the time it gets here, maybe the DC, this new DC universe will be so enthralling that I'll have to go see it. But I mean, my initial reaction this far out is, meh, we'll see. Is it the same Supergirl that's going to be in this Flash movie, or is it a? I don't know, but you would think that since they're rebooting a lot of other stuff, that it could potentially be a new Supergirl. I'm very traditional when it comes to casting characters. I would be cool with the the girl that's playing Supergirl now, but I like to see that blonde hair. I like the characters to be like they are in the comics. Yeah. Uh, For the most part, visually, you know, they can make changes here and there with their costumes as long as it's something that makes sense. You know, like, for instance, Kane the Conqueror. The way his costume looked in the Ant-Man movie versus the comics was a huge improvement. So I didn't mind that change. I didn't want him wearing the tunic and everything, you know, with the green green line going down i would like to see the more traditional approach with the bleach blonde hair or the natural blonde hair but whatever we get here like tim said this is a really long ways away this is 2027 we're talking about now so we're getting we're getting superman before we get supergirl right oh yeah yeah Yeah, okay (laughs) it's also another interesting choice to start off and this is the first half of their first phase we're getting all these, but we're not going to get a new Aquaman. We're not going to get, you know, I would even see a, a cyborg film before you know, a Supergirl, which is a derivative of Superman. Even, you know, we're getting the Green Lantern show, which is good. We're not going to get a reboot of Wonder Woman. What's up with that? We got to get that Trinity first, you know, yeah. which is good that we got Batman and Superman coming, but we need that Wonder Woman. We need the, the Trinity to start things off, at least you, in my mind. You got to build your Justice League. You know, yeah. yeah, and if you don't have you need Wonder Woman, you, you need Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, you don't you don't have a Justice League, you know. Yep. And then you know, you could do a, a new flash too. Where's the new flash? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know there's maybe that it, the new flash is in the pipeline, they just don't want to say so because they're still trying to sell tickets to this flash. Yeah, you know, That's so they exactly can't it. while they're still trying to sell this flash, they can't be like, Oh yeah, and a year after that, we're gonna have a different flash. <laughs> That's probably so, what it is. He's, he'll probably be one of the 2027 movies or 2026. But. Yeah. And Martian Manhunter is getting no respect. No respect at all. Yeah, I, that's I mean, another one. I, mean, I, would ra- I would rather see that before Creature Commandos. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's just establish this guy so he can be in Justice League later. I mean, that's the most important part. He's not super interesting as a standalone character, but as part of the Justice League, I feel like he's integral. You know, he's like a huge part of making some of those Justice League stories work. Guys, thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate your time today. Fans at home, thanks for watching. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. You can find us at Real Comic Book Cinema. You can also find us at patreon.com slash comic book cinema, as well as the podcasting world. You can find us on Amazon Music, Spotify, iTunes, even Pandora, just to name a few. Check us out there as well. And until next time, have a good one.